and a gracious good afternoon, boys and girls. <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> How are you today, Pam? Uh, just, you know, trying to get along, get away from the uh, sinus infection that I'm got coming. Oh, no. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Saline solution. Use saline solution. That I do. has I do. worked wonders for me in the past. And, and as, you, as soon as last week, actually. And I also use um, oh, ginger tea. Yes. Oh, that's always a good one. Yeah, I was told to do that a uh, number of years ago, I'd gone to the doctor for a uh, sinus infection that also infected my eyes. How? I don't know. But she gave me drops for the eyes and told me to drink ginger tea and saline for the uh, sinuses. So. Oh. Well, and I it, haven't heard of ginger tea for that. I know tea and honey is not supposed to be good. Um, so that's very good to know. Yes. She was a Russian doctor, but not connected to the Russian in this chapter, I will. Oh, <laughs> nice segue there. Like Joni, that? it's good to see you online. Hey, so Happy hum- Wednesday, everybody. Oh, yes. Hump day. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, my son started his job last week and fantastic how and was it i know it's been a whole week i'm yeah, sorry that yeah. i can't i mean i can't I, it's just it's flown by it has a lot has happened in a week and he's doing really good he likes it so far wonderful and he gets his own truck tomorrow oh my so, gosh yeah, wow yeah well, he's done that in the past, though, correct? Yes, he has. He did it for oh, probably about seven or eight years in mm-hmm. New York and had his license up there. So they're going to reapply it for his license here in Pennsylvania. And mm-hmm. uh, all will be right with the world, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Yes. And you, um... how are you? Oh my now, goodness! Now that you it's, have a voice, I do have a voice. Um, I, I'm sorry we didn't have the podcast last week. I would have been in extra sexy uh, mode. Um, it's much better now than it was. But I was using saline drops. Believe it or not, I I had a lot of post nasal drip, and I think that was just coming from uh, being away at a conference in Texas, mm-hmm. in Austin. And getting very little sleep because I missed a connection and got to sleep um, at Chickies and Pete's at the Philadelphia International Airport. Joni, I know that's kind of near your neck of woods. Um, Yes, so I had practically no sleep on Thursday night of that week and um, then had very little sleep subsequent to that. And, you know, that plus all of the dust and all of the change of seasons and seasonal allergies, I think was starting to conspire against me but I held firm because I cannot afford to get sick so I'm trying very hard to be good um so I did have tea I didn't use ginger tea but I used tea and honey and the saline drops really um 
did the trick. I, I did a small, a little bit of a decongestant, but I found that that wasn't even, I wasn't hugely congested. I just had to get things under control. So, um, but it's, it's been, it's, it's been quite, quite the whirlwind. We saw, I, I was actually on a work trip, but we coupled that uh, into fun, as always, and as always. we happened to have coincided with the Austin City Limits Music Fest um, and got to see Paul McCartney perform, which was phenomenal. So and jealous. Sir Paul, I'm to Pam, if he comes around, you got to see him. If he's touring again, you have to see him. I know. You just have to. I know. Just like you got, you got to see Bruce. You got to see Sir Paul. I cannot get over that man's performance, his stamina, his energy. He is seventy-six years old. Played for two. No, played for well, unless unless it was wrong. What I looked up was incorrect, but it could be. At least we know he's in his seventies. He played for two hours, two hours, not a break. You know, sometimes there's some instrumental parts, but two hours and then had a 20 minute encore. I just was stunned. He was phenomenal. Billy Joel would sing a song, then Mm -hmm. somebody from his band would come and sing. Mm -hmm. And he had this uh, thing that he would spray in his throat. Oh yeah. Uh, and then when but hasn't Billy Joel had voice issues before? Like I, I thought I read so. something like that. So. You know, strain chords or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he did. I think he did. But yeah, so totally, totally different. Oh my word! Well, I'm so glad. I'm so excited you got to see him. It was really, really great, mm-hmm. and I was. Um, excited to see some of Texas and we also went to Oklahoma City and that was a very um, moving experience because we went to the memorial for the Oklahoma City bombing that was yeah. uh, uh, in the terrorist attack uh, in 1995 and that was the community really pulled together and was, was very moving mm-hmm. so um, yeah just you know, went to Waco, saw Magnolia Farms, which is where they have the show Fixer Upper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Did just you see it was the uh, very good. the the two. What are their names? Jen and oh, and Chip. Or Chip. Okay. Right. Skip. Yeah, that, Chip. Chip. <laughs> it's Chip, right? Yeah, it's Chip. No, I don't know if they were. I don't think they were in town. But it was quite an amazing place. I will tell you. Sure. Highly recommend Waco. My, uh, and that's also where Baylor University is. It's a college town. Mm-hmm. Very kind of uh, smaller town, laid back vibe. Um, everybody was incredibly friendly, though. I was, it, was, it was pretty cool. That's good. <clears throat> that sounds like you had a lot of fun. Then. We did. It was, it was worth the, uh, worth the, uh, the, no the crazy. No <laughs> Worth the no voice and worth um, running around. It was it was it was very good, and you know, I told you I would have if we if we needed I would have gone on air last week, but it would have been my extra sexy voice. <laughs> so. 
that would have been really good. <laughs> I already had thought that if I can't talk anymore. I was going to text you and be like, Pam, I can't do it. <laughs> so, no, I'm I'm just happy that we're here and happy that we're talking about this chapter today, yes. this second part of chapter 28. Um, I've been listening to the book and we have some really good chapters ahead of us. It's just, it's, it's SR at his best. At his best. And, and I understand you were driving, listening <laughs> I know. to a couple did, of chapters. I did not heed your warning, Pam. <laughs> Pam always warns us not to listen to, <laughs> to that book at that particular point of the chapters, story. Yes. 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 If you're a passenger, no problem. <laughs> it, it was a little distracting. Yes. <laughs> Especially the part that I that turned the book on and happened to be hearing at the time. So mm-hmm. it was it was quite fun actually. I uh, you know, I'm never I'm I'm never at a loss of or I'm I'm never more amazed I almost forget sometimes how good SR is at writing very sensual scenes mm-hmm. and just, it's just very adept. It, it's, 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 you know, it's not too, it's not too, it's not, a, not, it's, not the top. it's, it's just right. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, if we, if this was Goldilocks and the three bears, <laughs> <laughs> not too hot not too not cold, too cold. <laughs> just right yes so well I do have some announcements I was going to say do we have some announcements yes today? we do and KK has joined hi KK KK uh, I'm so happy to see that you could join us yes so we're still looking to find out when Gabriel's Inferno is going to restart their podcast. I know that they've been doing Sunday at 6 p.m. They're working at uh, on Chapter 5, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, Trilogia uh, de Gabriel, I'm, uh, Saturdays at 3 p.m. Mexico time. I haven't seen anything come up for them lately. Uh, Noites in Florencia, keep an eye out. Noches in Florencia uh, will have their program tomorrow night at 8 p.m. New York time. And they are working on the prints in Spanish. If I'm not mistaken, they're on either chapter 4 or 5 of the prints. So that's exciting. Very. Um, SR is going right along with the... uh, 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 Gabriel book four and I know he's been writing 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 and probably doing a lot of research he tweeted <laughs> out a um, research yes my favorite yes he tweeted out a uh, uh, little blurb uh, earlier this week or end of last week so just to wet our whistles and it was Professor Picton talking about um, Virgil and La Vida Nova and uh, mm. he was, he was, she was talking to somebody I don't know who uh, the guesses are that she could be speaking to Claire 
but uh, which would be very funny if you think about it. So that would be good. That would um, be. The SR says the uh, the Gabriel's movie is in pre-production. He's looking to update us fairly soon about what's going on there. Very exciting. And, yes. Uh, and also the Babies at the Border compilation, which was supposedly ended at the beginning of October. Uh, this week they've come back because there's been a, a demand to see if if people could get the compilation. So they've opened up it again until November 1st. So, uh, so if you make a $10 donation to any of their uh, charities, the kind, ACLU, and a couple of others, I can't remember off the top of my head, um, and email them, uh, they will put you on the list to get the copy of that uh, compilation. It's really good. It, uh, there's, it's huge. So it's, I don't know how many, 30 some pages long. Uh, it, they send it to you in a PDF. It finishes SR's uh, Stardust over Florence story. And it also has stories by MJ. Her first published Bay. piece. Her first published, that's right. And Effie. And I can't pronounce her last name. I apologize, Effie. But uh, she's written in there, too. So, but there's a lot of really good stories, a lot of Twilight fan fiction, um, if you're into that. And, uh, you know, just it's worth checking out if you can get to it. I'm very excited that they expanded the uh, deadline. I thought they might because I figured the demand was going to be so high. So that's well, know, just very exciting. I know as of uh, their <clears throat> last donation, I think that Monday or Tuesday they came out and, and they had collected twelve over $12,000 for the charities. And, I've, and I think there's four or five charities. And at one point they had it broken down, but they didn't break this down as to how much who got what. Um, I know the Kind Fund and uh, the ACLU were the top two as far as their donation dollars. But yeah, so it, you know, and it, and this, it's not meant to be political. It's just to help get these kids back with their parents wherever they are. So, very cool. Be able to do it, yeah. I mean, there's, there's just, I think there's a whole bunch of kids. And one, she was four or five years old, was taken to court, and she had to sign something. And yeah. they made her practice how to, oh. I, I, we were actually having a discussion about that and wondering if there's any legal validity to that because it's a minor. Yeah, I, I think it'd be an interesting legal argument to hear. And I pretty, I'm pretty sure there will be a, an interesting legal argument over that issue. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're, when you, you're, your children can't sign things and sign their rights away without your consent. Because you're a parent, right? So, I'll be interested to see how things um, go from that, from just from a purely legal perspective. Um, But I think it's a really great opportunity um, to be able to to help the kids and also get some great literature 
Um, I'm actually holding out. I haven't read any of the SR um, fan fiction piece that I have not read that because I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm going to read it all together. It's one of those things like, you know how I do. Sometimes I'll hold on to books and I'll wait and wait and wait until especially I feel the time is right to read them. And um, that's one of the pieces. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna get me through the uh, the uh, waiting for Gabriel four. Yes. Or yes, for Man in the Black Suit too, as I'm uh, hoping we have uh, another book in this series with Nicholas and Acacia. Well, I have heard or read read in a chat room mm-hmm. uh, where he mentioned that he is putting notes together. Yes, I think I saw that somewhere. Very, very cool. I'm very excited by that. Yes, I am too. That would be because this is such a good story, and you could go so many different directions. Exactly. With with those two, so that it would be fun. Um, there was one other thing. Oh, on our Friday program on October twenty sixth. Yes. Morgan Locklear will be joining us uh, to go discuss his Connections book that was released a couple weeks ago. Yes, so released October 1st. going to be fun. Morgan, Morgan is, <laughs> a is, a party, is a party on two feet. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> he is so creative and so energetic and um, just so interesting and passionate about writing and about the creative process i think it's going to be a really really great show i think so too i think so too and and i've also downloaded his uh uh playlist that he used for the book and i think i think iris ellie has put it to put it out on spotify and uh very interesting um a lot of uh, newer bands that I'm not totally aware of, so it'll. Oh, I have to check fun. that out. I haven't seen I haven't seen the playlist, but as some of you probably could tell, the past probably two weeks, I have not been on Twitter as much as I, um, I've I would have liked to have been because I feel like you guys are a wonderful part of my family, and uh, I think busy. about everybody. You're too busy yeah. hanging out with Paul McCartney. Well, yeah, this is this is true. This is true, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, there would have been no way I could have sent anything from there. The so many people in one small place, you don't have any um, bandwidth for the Wi-Fi. Tell me about but, it. <laughs> but it was remarkable. Billy Joel was like that. I couldn't get anything out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and Bruce- so good. Bruce made everybody shut their phones off, and it wasn't until the very end when he came out on at the when he was saying goodbye on the stage, and Patty came out with him that you were allowed to take pictures or, you know. That's wonderful, though. That. But so yeah, it was very cool. Very very cool. So would you like to get started? I would. I would okay. indeed. I am happy that we are now halfway through chapter 28. I 
honestly can't believe that. Can you guys believe we're on 28 already? No. I, I, I can't. This book's coming. This podcast is going too quickly. Um, and there's so much more I want to do with it. Uh, <laughs> and want to have ideas for involving more people in it, too. So where we left off is at the dinner with the Russian constant, well, with Constantine, not the Russian, he's the Greek, actually, Constantine and Yasmin. Um, Nicholas and Acacia were there with them. And we asked SR about his name selection. And the question was, Yasmin and Constantine, we're always intrigued by the names you select. Any specific inspiration behind these names? And SR responded that for the names, sometimes he chooses a name based on its meaning. Sometimes he chooses it based on how it sounds, but he tries to choose names related to a particular culture. And he hit it straight on the head with those two. Um, as always, SR likes to do his research and he does it well. Um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, if Betty was here, it would just it would just be ridiculousness already. Yes. Do you agree, KK? <laughs> um, so Acacia, uh, as you can recall, they were, you know, with Yasmin and um, she was drinking with her. Um, Acacia knew better than to continue drinking with Yasmin. Um, that's why she was still sober. As they came to the house after the evening, a security agent swept Nicholas and Acacia for bugs. Nothing was found, but this was definitely a strange world that Nicholas inhabited. You know, I, I, and, and I can imagine being in Acacia's shoes, going from being at the Victoire as a concierge into this, it really is almost like a, a world of intrigue and um, clandestine activity and um, having to be scanned for bugs after every event you go to. It's just, it's remarkable, really. Yeah, um, and you think about it. Nicholas is, doesn't think anything of it anymore. Right. He's probably been doing it for so long. But for her, I mean, that, yeah. that would be kind of freaky. Definitely. I mean, and, and it's not that she doesn't understand why it needs to be done. It's just it would be unsettling, I think. Um, so thankfully, nothing was found. Um, you know, and she thought to herself about there's really no trust present in his world, which is true. Um, I thought that was interesting, though, because I also felt like it was this she's living in a parallel world where she trusts no one as well. So I thought that was kind of it kind of was interesting that those two characters have that commonality. Yeah. Uh, he Nicholas thanked her for going to the dinner, but seemed distant as he walked her to her room. He never asked about Yasmin, said goodnight and went straight to his room. Um, so here's another question we asked SR, and I realized actually as I was going through these, most of these questions happen right at the beginning of this uh, part of the chapter. So ladies, indulge me. I have another SR question right here, and I have one not too far from now. Uh, we asked SR, was Nicholas's mood at the beginning of the chapter due to his unrequited attraction or sexual frustration? That is, is he attracted to Acacia but didn't want to pursue his feelings? 
due to concern about her reaction. NSR responded, For Nicholas, I think he is attracted to Acacia, but he's conflicted. I don't think he's certain of Acacia's feelings. So, makes sense. Yeah, it does. And her lack of trust in everybody mm -hmm. adds to Plays that. right into that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, Acacia, you know, saw him, wished him good night. And as she's going into her room, she, she assumed that the meeting did not go well with Constantine. That's why she was thinking his, uh, Nicholas's reaction was a bit off. She thought maybe the trip had just been a waste. So as she was getting um, ready to take a shower, she was taking her makeup off, um, and her stomach started to growl, and the idea of eggs came to mind, which then led to the idea of the Fabergé eggs that Yasmin was discussing in her conversation. Um, and I actually love the way he kind of took us from a stomach growl to the conversation because the that is kind of how thought patterns happen sometimes. It may seem very random from point A to point B, but it does, it does make sense. Mm -hmm. So as she thinks about the conversation, she, you know, was going over it in her mind. The Russian, her Russian lover had been a collector and collecting just objects rather than solely artwork. But there was that drawing of the little girl getting her hair done. And, you know, Acacia being the, you know, the art student and the art history um, expert pulled up out her laptop and opened uh, to an image that she had saved, uh, the Monte family, which was the pastel by Degas, featuring three females, a young ballerina and her mother fixing her hair. And as she was thinking about the conversation with Yasmin, you know, she was thinking of all the things he mentioned, uh, or she mentioned that the Russian had, including elephant tusks and that Fabergé egg, and then the drawing of the little girl. And it just was, you know, it's one of those things that kept going round and round in her mind. It was bothering her. She was trying to see if there was any relation to the Degas. Um, so she pulled up a database she used when she was at the Sorbonne, and she searched on hair. So we asked SR, and I know, Pam, you may have mentioned this earlier in the book, um, although I may also be thinking about earlier in the Florentine series. Um, we asked SR, did you use a particular art database when writing your book, and did you have a certain one in mind for this chapter? And he said, for the artwork, sometimes I use museum sites. But I like the web gallery of art very much. It is searchable. And he provided the link, which I'm putting in now. Yeah, web he, gallery of art. He had uh, sent that before. And I, it's really neat because you can go in and you can look by artist, by painting name, mm -hmm. by subject matter. It, it's just really very comprehensive. And one of the things he mentioned uh, a while ago about that particular website because uh, I had questioned him about the manatee because um, when I looked it up it, it was actually at a museum here in Philadelphia oh yeah and, uh, 
he said, oh, well, you know, I try to look for things that are in private collections because of the other, in particular, the other two paintings, the Renoir and, uh, what was it, I think a Picasso was the other painting? I think it was a Picasso. So I'm not he, quite sure. So, but anyway, he was looking for specific items that were in a private collection, which was, I thought was pretty cool. And, but before he had answered me about that, particular those particular pieces of art or given the website I had emailed the Philadelphia Museum of Art asking about the mantee and was it on display anywhere and it, it took them a couple of weeks and then for the answer uh, but somebody did get back to me from their art history department and told me that that yes they do have that pastel it is very old and not in great condition. Uh, so they don't show it. They don't bring it out. Occasionally, and she said, look on the website, we will bring it into an, an exhibition. But it's very rare because of the condition of the actual drawing. So, wow. Yeah. Very cool. I do very my cool. research too, SR. <laughs> not the same <laughs> well, Pam, <laughs> hey. that's another chapter for another book, right? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, um, yeah, I'm ex actually, I, I haven't gone out on that website yet, but I want to, I think that would just be a great resource to have. Um, and uh, again, th this is a great example of SR the teacher, right? SR the professor, our, uh, very didactic approach um, of weaving in lessons in literature. So it's, it's really, really great. So as Acacia was looking at the databases and she took out sculptures and carvings, she was just focusing on paintings, a few remained, but not many featured women, or many featured women, but not girls. So there was the painting from The Hague, but it was still there, and she was weighing her options, um, thinking about it. Could it actually be that the picture that Yasmin spoke about um, was it? Or could it be a drawing done by friends or relatives of the Russian, which would be why it wasn't in the database? You know, she was trying to figure this out, but it looked like there was a possibility that it could yeah. be the drawing. You know, she's as she's gone over this in her mind. She's thinking, you know, Nicholas's sister has been murdered because of a similar drawing, and so he deserved to know what her suspicions were. Uh, she closed her laptop, took a deep breath, girded her loins. <laughs> <laughs> she put on her big girl panties. Big, put on the big girl panties, and. <laughs> decided that she was going to go over so uh he she she knew that there was something wrong when and because he, he wasn't his happy go lucky self i guess you could say and uh, so she was she felt like she was going into the lion's den and as she's walking across to his room she can it's a dark it's very dark except for the moon that's out and the moon is shining on the Mediterranean and also the water in the pool. Um, there was a slight breeze and it's blowing around her face and blowing the curls around. 
but and she was still dressed for dinner as she knocked on the door and he emerged shirt tail out but his pants looking like they had just been pulled on hastily zipped but not buckle and the top button undone and his feet were bare now here is the $64,000 question <laughs> lay does it on wear, us Pam. does he wear tidy whities or boxers <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. believe that was revealed at this point no I don't think it was either but uh, inquiring minds want to know <laughs> I can tell you it's revealed late in later chapters which is why which is why they're so distracting when you're driving <laughs> true this is true so but Akasi had noticed how he was dressed so he's He's leaning up against the doorpost saying, can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, no, I came to help you, she's saying. So he was teasing her now. He says, oh, I'm eager for your help. <laughs> and that kind of like, you know, took her a little bit. But Nicholas had asked if she'd care for a drink. She said, no, she had had enough. And he laughed and went to the bar and he just fixed himself a glass of tonic water with lemon, which I don't think I could do just tonic water. I never liked just the taste of it. Anyway, so he asked her about her thoughts about the dinner. And she thought it was very delicious. But she was not willing or making small talk. So she said, Yasmin had said something I think you should know. She told him he was right that Yasmin needed someone to talk to. They had chatted in Arabic, and she told her about an ex-boyfriend, a Russian. Akasia, getting, I guess, nervous, is digging her nails into her hand. So Nicholas put the glass down and said, continue, because I guess he's, his mind is now working double time. Exactly. Um, and she said Yasmin didn't tell her the name of the Russian, but did say he had a large estate outside Moscow and that he collected things. She And she was referring to him as a Philistine who had no clue as to what he had. Yeah, Nouveau Riche. Nouveau Riche, which I thought was very interesting, too. Um, when, when Jasmine... Yasmin was referring to it, him in that way. You know, the fact that she had been with him, um, yet she was kind of putting him down, I, I thought was kind of an interesting perspective on her outlook. Mm-hmm. You know, and but at this point, um, this information, you know, I, as, as concerned that Acacia was about going and interrupting him and he was not in a good mood and she didn't really want to poke the bear, so to speak, um, her instinct as always was right to, to share this information because Nicholas was very interested and asked and did she and Acacia told him that she had a clue but uh, she wasn't sure but he kept everything locked up and had only seen it once and she recounted the elephant tusks and that there was a Fabergé egg she mentioned and a drawing now Nicholas cautioned her by saying that many people will buy forgeries um, and that the nouveau riche are easily duped. 
And she said, well, in this instance, you know, Acacia said in this instance, it wasn't like he was trying to impress her. In fact, Yasmin stumbled on it on her own. Um, Yasmin had already been living with him, had already been in the relationship with him. So it's not like it was something she was, he was trying to show off. Um, even though they were living together, he had kept them a secret from her. But the reason why she was there was that Acacia wanted to let him know that there was a drawing of a little girl having her hair done that Yasmin had seen. Uh, Acacia grew flustered because he, he didn't say anything at that news. So, you know, she told him what she had done. She searched the fine art database of an image of a girl having her hair done. And the only drawing that came up was the one that was stolen from his, him and his family. Um, and he got very, very tense and asked if she thought the Russian had it. Acacia wasn't sure um, because it had not occurred to her until later that it may have been the Degas drawing. Yasmin did not describe the ballet dancer, but the boyfriend was a collector of many things. And it's possible that the ties in the vault uh, were genuine, uh, that that the, the images, the paintings, the tusks, the Fabergé egg may all be real. So Nicholas asked if Yasmin mentioned the name of the Russian, and Acacia said no, um, and that the Russian punished her severely when he found her in the secret room. Uh, she only escaped by climbing out a window, and Nicholas thought to himself that that was quite a story. And Acacia, you know, very, coming from a very honest place, said that she thought that Nicholas should know. But she also noted that Yasmin could be lying. Uh, Nicholas told her that Constantine mentioned that Yasmin had been um, had a troubled past and Acacia did mention that she was a Jordanian engineer working in Frankfurt when they met. Nicholas began to shake and covered his face with her hands. Um, Acacia was very worried and apologized for upsetting him because, but, because she really was coming from a pure place and wanted to help. But Nicholas threw back his head and was laughing hysterically which I'm sure confused her. Yeah. Um, he picked Akasi up in his arms and was swinging her around. I knew you would bring me luck. I just knew it. They stopped spinning and he was holding Akasia very close to his chest with holding her up with her feet dangling above the floor. He must be pretty tall then. Well, yes. I mean, they're <laughs> both, they're both very, very tall people. Yes, they they were. So she, but she's holding on to his shoulders, and her feet still dangling. So she's tall. So he's got to be really tall and really strong. Yes. Yeah, yeah could, I can just imagine the uh, muscles. <clears throat> Venice Beach, here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> so Nicholas had told her that he'd been investigating various angles of what had happened. And the, the, but with the crew at the bar, the art. But he also knew that the crew was a Bosnian. But because there had been a uh, burglary involved and a murder, 
all the trails would go cold and he placed her on his feet still holding her though uh, he said a few years ago he had heard rumors about a Russian collector with indiscriminate tastes and that uh, but he had not been able to ID him uh, Acacia asked if he knew him and he said there's a lot of money in Russia don't we know it um, and much from the black market uh, you know I know that I've heard many stories about that um, but uh, he was hoping that he was going to be meeting him get, to get more information when Marcel was attacked and when Acacia asked if the Russian had attacked Marcel he assured her that um, it was the uh, the dealer he was supposed to meet but with Yasmin's description and her connection may lead to what he's looking for again he's all excited and he's twirling her around and grinning oh the shiny pearly whites are showing <laughs> and when he stopped she was breathless and she was still in his arms being held tightly but her feet are still dangling. <laughs> so, <laughs> he has her in his arms. We can tell there's some sexual tension going on there. Anyway, he whispered <laughs> her name and as, as he was searching her. And she could feel his breath on her face. And he loses his hold just enough to let her feet go to the floor. And she's resting her hands on his chest on either side of the V of his shirt that's open. And I'm sure for Jennifer Locklear, it is a white <laughs> shirt. <laughs> of course, because it's White Shirt Wednesday. Exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> I just remembered so, that. I just yes. made the connection now. Yes. Uh, so. As she slid her hand, he slid his hand down her back to the top of the uh, skirt of, that, of her dress. And she can feel that all the way up her spine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she could. I'm feeling it now. <laughs> oh, my. And with her other hand, he kind of pushed the curls out of her face and he told her that she was beautiful this evening and she was embarrassed but she couldn't look away from him and I'm they're not... kind of it's so it's so this is SR right I mean yeah. he just writes these scenes that are captivating and you can feel them right Right. You know, I, I mean, he paints that picture and he creates yeah. that emotion. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's just so beautiful, really. The way, you know, just yes. well done, SR. Well done. Well done is right. I mean, you, you can tell the whole scene. I mean, the emotion, going from the anxiety and the fear of her approaching him with this news, you know, her debating, even if it's worth it. To him processing it, to her thinking he's upset by it, to then knowing that, no, he's not upset. He's actually laughing because he's so 
overjoyed that she brought him luck. And then in the heat of that moment, they kind of pulled together and there's, there's some energy that's going on between them. A little zinging. Yes. And he told her that she was so much more than a pretty face. And he said, could I not praise her for her beauty? I loved that line. Mm -hmm. I love that line because I think it really captures a lot of things about relationship between men and women. And especially right now. You know, he is trying to be authentic and honest with her. He doesn't want it to be inappropriate. But he wants to say, I just think you're beautiful. And is is that so wrong for me to share that sentiment? Um, so she did not answer. She had charmed both Constantine and Yasmin uh, with her presence. Um, and Nicholas is really, you know, lauding her for for helping broker this uh, this lead and acacia told him sometimes uh people just long to be able to speak their native language and she she, you know she really attributed it to yasmin just wanting to speak arabic Mm -hmm. he was smiling at her and saying it was more than just her arabic language and she leaned into his palm Uh, yes joni you never want to skim any of his words you are right. Every word is so delicately crafted. Every paragraph, every sentence, every chapter is really constructed. There's a lot of thought put into it. We know SR is a bright man, and we know he's a very learned man, and he knows how to write yes, he does. great stories. So Nicholas told her that there was a lot of corruption in his world, lies, deceit, betrayals, and that she did not know how lovely it was to be in the presence of someone who is truthful and honorable. Uh, He laughed softly. Um, She just couldn't help herself. It had been a long time since she had received compliments. So she was a little self-deprecating and a little, I think, taken aback and also secretly thrilled that he was saying that right Nicholas liked to hear her laugh and told her that and then looking into her eyes he told her he could get lost into her eyes he lowered his mouth to hers and Acacia closed her eyes and right we're all thinking yes 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 yes." the kiss the kiss but there was a pause And then something warm pressed against her cheek. (sighs) What? I know. And then he repeated with the other. He repeated with the other cheek, and then he released her. And she opened her eyes because she was confused, and Nicholas was out of reach by that point. And 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 I'm telling you again. I think if if you guys had a dollar for every time I said I can't wait to see this as a film, you would all be rich people oh, because yeah. I can't I wait to see the scene. Thing. I cannot wait to see the scene. You know, and he gruffly just said good night and rest well. His eyes were guarded, and Akasi was very confused at what happened, and then felt her embarrassment throughout her body. Her indigo dress fanned out as she ran like a deer to her room so she thought they were going to kiss 
you know he wanted to kiss her, but then he thought, oh my gosh, maybe this is the wrong thing to do. Maybe I, you know, maybe I'm not reading this right. Maybe she's not attracted to me. Maybe, you know, he's second guessing herself. She's second guessing herself. Yes, Joni. Tease, tease, tease. tease. Ah, <laughs> yes. Tease SR that he is a tease. <laughs> SR the <laughs> SR the teacher and SR the teaser. Yes. <laughs> and it, you know, all you get back, it is a winky smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is. But you can see this happening and you can understand, you can understand when someone reads the situation a little or misjudges or doesn't want to blow it. Um, but man, ending that chapter, I was like, ah, oh, they I need to be her. together. They need to be together. And you know, she was so nervous to begin with. And then she just was like, yes, <sighs> yes. And yeah. then he didn't kiss her. And then she's like, uh-oh, what'd I do? You know? And that's an embarrassing position to be in. Mm-hmm. I know. I think we've all been there. At we've all been there, I think. Awkward, awkward, awkward. Oh my gosh. Well, that ends chapter 28. Talk about leaving us hanging. Really? So KK KK is saying (laughs) they were both drinking. So I can see why he did what he did. That's true. Very good point. Yeah, and Joni agreed. She said good point. Yeah, you know, Nicholas the consummate gentleman. You know, and that really spoke to, it, it just spoke, speaks to his character. Yes. Um, which I think is why we all love him so much, right? I yes. mean, he, who doesn't really want that is. constant gentleman um, who also has a bad boy persona, right? I mean, it's exactly. like the best of both worlds right there. And brings <laughs> yeah. you brioche from uh, Guy Savoy. Yes, yes it Karen, still it still stuck. sucks. <laughs> that oh, is hilarious. gosh. Well, yeah, anyway. I know. This this chapter this chapter really moved things. I mean, this it was worth splitting it into two because there was a lot that happened yes. in that chapter. Uh, moving a lot of the storylines um, and True. subplots. So and I really, think, really I think next week we're going to split it again. Yes. Because it's, it just got to savor it more. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot to be savored. Let me tell you. Yes. <laughs> In the next many, cha- <laughs> many yes. chapters. Yeah. Joni says, gentlemen, bad boy. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Only this one doesn't have a tattoo. That's right. Gabriel didn't have one. William didn't have one. Or Gabriel had one. But William didn't have one. William had his own issues. Yes. <laughs> he had a few. A and Joni said, but a kiss on the cheek is yummy too. Agreed. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That could be just as de- delectable, right? Yes. Well, what was that song Marilyn Monroe sang? A kiss uh, on the kiss hand, on maybe. The hand, Wait. Maybe. <laughs> Quite continental, but diamonds are girl's best best friend. friend. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, We will see 
we will see yes. how things progress. I mean, what's going to happen the next morning? Or is something going to happen later in the night? That's, you know, when, yep. when at the end of the chapter, you're not sure. Because they flee, but then you think, are they going to, someone going to call somebody or text somebody or go over to the room and be like, what are we doing? Or can, what are can, we thinking? Can, or I can can't stop thinking that? about you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love it. So. so much fun. It is. It is. So, so well, I'm we, so glad we could all get together. Sorry for the delay. Um, I truly had technical difficulties in the truest form of the word today. Uh, my Skype on my iPhone was not working, so I had to get my laptop. Um, so thanks for your patience, uh, Joni and KK. Um, much appreciated on that. We'll be back next week, hopefully without technical issues anywhere. That's um, true. Yeah, it's true. And I, I forgot to do the SR affirmation today. Um, I didn't see one through Twitter, but I have a personal one that I'm very thankful. Um, there's two, actually. I'm I'm thankful for our community um, doing goodness uh by supporting each other, supporting good writers, supporting good causes, and just helping everybody. Um, that, honestly, I, I've been thinking about our community a lot in the past couple weeks, especially as I was traveling. And I'm just very thankful for everybody. Um, I, you know, I was hoping that I'd be able to see Lori, who lives in Texas, but she lives on the other side of Texas. And I was not going to, I was just not able to go um, the extra six hours to get to her which would have been the round trip um thankful for you kk and for you Joni, for joining us and i was thankful too for the the news that i got right before i went on the podcast pam i forgot to tell you this my husband was voted um and confirmed by the state senate to be on the penn state board of trustees oh awesome yeah so very, very excited. That he's is exciting. The, he's the first Latino to ever serve in that role. That's and um, it's been something we've talked about trying to help the university and, and provide service to the students for many, many, really since we were students ourselves. So um, that is a great news that I'm very thankful for. Yeah, that's wonderful. Congratulations, Abe. I will share that with him. So, and my only thing is, uh, my sister was diagnosed Monday with shingles. Mm. So may it pass quickly for her. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm keep... hoping that she has a very mild case and yes. recovers quickly. I'm on the list to get the shingles vaccine. Yes. It's something you know, I don't think about it. I don't think about that stuff. So, anyway. So we will see you all next week, starting with channel, channel, chapter 29. And next Friday with uh, Morgan. Morgan Locklear. 
It's gonna be quite a show. It's gonna be comical. <laughs> it's gonna be epic. Yes. <laughs> we better we better prepare for that one, Pam. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I mean, we prepare every week. I I have to say, for those of you who haven't done podcasts, there's there is quite a bit of preparation that goes into this. Um, it is a labor of love, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's so worth it and i'm very excited i'm excited for our discussion of next chapter and having morgan on next friday should be really good i hope i hope we can get um i hope we can have a good turnout because he's uh he's so much fun yes karen a party everywhere he goes it's true so true so all right all right right, gang so i'm gonna leave you what's our music pan uh it's an untitled original of 11383 of John Coltrane. Ah, Coltrane wonderful. was huge in the jazz world. So. Nicholas and would approve. Yes, he would. He would. So enjoy, everyone. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you then. <laughs>